Matthew 16, verses 21 through 26. And from that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and be raised again on the third day. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall be, this shall not be unto thee. But he turned and, and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan, for thou art an offense unto me, for thou savorest not the things that be of God, but those that be of man. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, if any man will come after me, yes. let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what is a man profited? If he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul, or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Amen. Precious Lord, we say thank you again. We, we thank you again and again and again. And you've been there for us and you've been a strong tower for us, Father God, even when we were dead in our trespasses and sins, you still were there. We knew where you were at. We knew that we, we could turn to you for strength and power, Father God. Thank you for this church. Thank you for the people that have come out and, and we ask that they be blessed by something that is said from your word today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Just looking at Matthew 16, Verse number 21, it says, from that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and of the priests and the scribes and be killed and, and raised again on the third day. But prior to that, prior to that, Jesus was still suffering. Matter of fact, Jesus suffered from the very day he was born. Not not many time, not many months or years after his birth, Herod wanted to kill Jesus. Matter of fact, Herod killed all the children Jesus' age because he understood what Jesus came to do. In Mark chapter two, excuse me, not Mark chapter two, but in Luke, in Luke chapter eleven, and I have several illustrations here. We see Jesus constantly being tempted, constantly being trying, trying to. Be accused of something. Anybody ever ever lived that way? Someone always looking to charge you with something, to accuse you of something. Not because you're so good, not because you're so perfect or anything like that. It's just they can stop you from preaching or teaching if they hold something over your head. I, I hear I've heard parents, you know, parents, children will say to them, you know, mother, mommy, when you were young, you did it. Or daddy, when you were young, you did it, you know, and, and they will use that as an excuse for them to, to maybe continue living reckless. 
Jesus was often tempted. And the reason they tempted him was because if they could find a charge, if they could find a charge, then they could disqualify him from being God in the flesh. How about that? How about that? I, 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 I have a story here in Luke 14. It says, and he was casting out a devil. Now, now, when, when, when any of us get saved, let me tell you all something. We take this scripture and think that, you know, this devil is going to just float out of a person and spin around in the church. But every time a person is saved, every, every time a person is saved, okay, a devil is cast out of them. Okay. So, so Jesus here in Luke 4, 11, 14 said, he was casting out the devil and it was dumb. And it came to pass when the devil was gone, the dumb spake and the people wondered. How did the dumb spake? The dumb spake now because the dumb was speaking now of the glory of God. Okay. And the dumb now was speaking because he was thankful for being delivered. And the people wondered. I'm going to tell you something. If the devil gets saved. And I'm talking about what I know. People are going to wonder. I remember when I got saved. When I was living reckless and got saved. And, and the people like watching. Because I come back and I was talking, talking to Cindy. And me and Cindy had been going through our little thing. And, and we had been going through. And I come back. I said, I'm saved now. And the people wonder. Especially her family. <laughs> okay. So, and, 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 and again, I say that, I, I, I just try to be transparent. But some of them said, talking about Jesus now, he cast out devils through Beelzebub, the chief of the devils. He said, and they're going to charge him with casting out devils. And they charged him with being a devil. Well, there's a lot more to that story. But the point I'm trying to make is they were tempting Jesus because they had to find something wrong with him because they didn't want him going to that cross. They didn't want him going to that cross. And the Bible says in verse 16, I'm going to move on. And others tempted him, sought of him a sign from heaven. Tempting in the Bible, tempting always means that they were thinking evil of him. Okay. They were trying to ensnare him. The word is used over and over in the Bible. Tempting here. They tempted him about a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him. And, and, and again, they, they, they constantly was trying to find fault in him. And we've gone over this. Why? They needed to find fault in him. Because if they could find fault in him, then they wouldn't have no problem with him going to the cross because it wouldn't have meant nothing. Okay. Peter said he was precious. His blood was precious. He was the sinless lamb of God. That's what John said when John seen him coming. John said, behold, the lamb of God, which cometh to take away what? The sins of the world. That ought to be that ought to be something that we as a people, as people of God should be so thankful for. He was he was not only tempted, but he truly was crucified. He was crucified on that cross. And before he was crucified on that cross, he was mocked. He was mocked. Anybody, any, anybody here have been mocked? Um, and listen, this is a big problem right now in the world we have living today. Folks are being mocked. You know, a lot of, lot of the violence and stuff that you see comes from people being mocked. People don't like being mocked. Imagine Jesus, the savior of the world, born savior of the world, born king of the world. The Bible says that he was mocked. How about that? 
In Mark 15, 32, I, I thought this was interesting. And I, I just sat here and I, I looked at this verse and I'm like, wow, they're doing the same thing today. They really nothing's changed. The Bible, what? Saying yesterday, today, forevermore. Here's Jesus on a cross outside the gates of Jerusalem. And in Mark 15, 29, it says, and they passed by. And they passed by. That's what the word of God says. And railed on him. That word railed on him. I mean, they, they walked walk by Jesus hanging on the cross, dying for the sins of the world. And, and, and not, not understanding. I know they didn't understand because Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. But the Bible says they, they railed on him. As they passed by, they didn't, they didn't even consider their circumstances. They didn't even consider their sins that they was living in. They just walked by and passed by and railed on him. That word rail can go a long way. Okay? Wagging their heads. Mm-mm-mm. What did wonder what he'd done that deserved that crucifixion. Okay? And then some of them knowing who he was. Haven't been heard, haven't heard the word, haven't known him, haven't seen him deliver and save people, cast out devils, open blind eyes, heal the lepers. Some of them says, they said this, that thou destroys the temple and build it in three days. They was like, okay, you, you, you got all that talk, come down from that cross. Come down from that cross. Some said this in verse 30. I thought this was fast. This was interesting. Save thyself. That's what somebody said. Somebody in the cross, they save thyself and come, come down from the cross. We know who that is. Do you know who that is? Whoever said that is, 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 is a Sataner, a satanic person. Save thyself. How about that? Why was Jesus on the cross? He wasn't up there for any sin. He done. He could have saved himself. He could them nails didn't hold him on the cross. Okay? He had all power. He could have come down. And they were tempting him. They wanted him to come down. Satan wanted him to come down. They wanted, and they, Satan needed him to come down. Okay? But he stayed on that cross for us. Amen. He stayed on that cross for us. Watch this. Watch this. 31 of, of Mark 15. And likewise, the chief priests mocking him. Now, here are the, here the church folks. These are chief priests. These are the religious rulers of that day. They understood exactly why it came. The Old Testament spoke clearly about the coming of the Lord. And now the chief priests, they jump in and mocking said among themselves with the scribes. And the scribes were the religious the religious lawyers of that day, they would have known everything about the first five books of the Old Testament. And watch what they say. He saved others. He saved others himself. He could not save. That's a lie from the pits of hell. What did Jesus need to be saved from? He didn't need to be saved from anything because he was sinless. Okay? He was dying to save others. Of course, they got that part right, but he didn't need to be saved himself. Some people will teach what Jesus was saved. Jesus wasn't saved. I'm going to tell you something. If you hear that, if you hear a preacher ever say that Jesus was saved, you know that preacher is, is coming from the depths of evil. Jesus didn't need to be saved. He wasn't born again. Okay? He was the Lamb of God. Okay? That came to save the world. Now, not only that, he did die. 
He did die. And, and, whether, and whether you believe it or not. And, 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 and I know that's, that's, this is hard. That's hard for, we've been talking about this. Well, you know, Pastor, you believe that Bible? I hear it all, I hear it all the time. You know, I've worked 31 years in prison system. Folks, you believe that Bible? You believe that Bible? You believe that Bible? Listen. It don't matter. Thank you, whoever said that, Vaughn. It don't matter. Watch what Romans 3, 3 says. Now, this is a good verse. He said, for what if some did not believe? What if some did not believe? Shall their unbelief, this is the word of God. Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? No. God forbid. Yea, let God be true and every man a liar. So it's not, it's not important whether you believe it or not. God said it. That settles it. Jesus died for our sins on a cross. Okay? And and, and people say, well, how do you know he died? Because the scripture said he died. Okay? You believe everything in that Bible? I believe everything in that Bible. Okay? I I would not be qualified to stand up here if I didn't believe it. If there was one word, I didn't believe in that Bible. Okay? People say, you believe everything in that Bible? Yeah. You believe he died for our sins? Yeah. Prove it. I can. For when we were yet sinners. Amen. Without strength. How about that? In due time, Christ died for the ungodly. I like that. I like that. I'm glad he did. I'm glad he did. Paul, Paul writing our Sunday school lesson. Paul, Paul writing this. He says this, talking about the gospel. He said, for I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received. Paul had to receive it. He was a chief setter. How that Christ, here we go, died for our sins. According to the scriptures. And that he was buried and that he rose again on the third day. According to the scriptures. According to the scriptures. He, was, he, was, he died on the cross and was buried. I heard Deacon Jeremy talking about it. This. Remember when he died? I'm going somewhere. Remember when he died? He died on the cross. And, 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 and most of us remember the centurion. Now the centurion was in charge of the whole crucifixion. Okay, a centurion, the word centurion, the word centurion is short for century, meaning 100. So, so he was in charge of at least 100 soldiers. So if the centurion was there, there would have been at least 100 soldiers there. Could have been 200, could have been 300, but there was a, at least 100 because he was a centurion. Okay, and when he seen everything that happened, okay, when he seen everything that happened, now y'all know what happened, okay? When when he died, when he gave up the ghost, okay, the Bible says all the land was blackened. All the land was blackened. Now we're talking about him being de- him dying and being buried. Now now watch watch this story. I'm in I'm in Mark 15. Okay. I'm in Mark 15. Verse 37. I'm, I'm, I'm going to push these last two verses. It says, And Jesus cried with a loud voice. What's that mean? I, I, I hope you get into, into, the, in, into thinking, well, but Pastor, you say he cried with a loud voice. Why would that even be in the Bible? Why is that important? Why, you know, that's how I've studied the Bible. Why is that important that he cried with a loud voice? 
Because if you're sick, and I listen, now I work in hospitals. I, 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 I watch people die. Watch the man take him off the ventilator. We call it wean him off. We took him off the ventilator this week. And, and, and let me tell you something. When you die and when you're on a ventilator, you, you don't have a loud voice. You don't have no voice. You just barely getting anything out. You sucking up air. The last thing you want to do is holler. Jesus cried with a loud voice because he was letting everybody that was there know. I still got all power. Okay? And he cried with a loud voice and, and watch me say, and he gave up the ghost. Amen. He gave up the ghost. And when he did, the Bible says verse 30, the veil of the temple was rent. It was rent twain from top to bottom. Not from bottom to top. And when the centurion let me tell you something about a centurion. They were well, well respected. You just didn't, you just didn't get a centurion. You just didn't, didn't go and get a centurion position without being well respected. Not only by, not only by the people, but you were well respected by the governor, by the leaders. Everybody had respect for the centurion. And when the centurion, the Bible says, which stood against him saw that he so cried out. He understood what it was. This guy doing funerals all the time. I mean, crucifixions all the time. He ain't never heard nobody crying. You on a cross, you got nails in your hands, you got nails in your feet, you elevated up into a position, you can barely get a word out, let alone scream. And this man seen that. He ain't never seen nobody scream before with a loud voice after being hanging on a cross for three to four hours. And the Satorian which stood against him saw, he saw that he so cried out and gave up the ghost. He said, watch this, Centurion, truly, this was the son of God. How about that? So he, so we know he died. Well, how do we know he was buried? Let me answer all these questions today. Because people, I don't know, yes, that's, that's, that's. That's a Aesop's fables, and you know that's a fable. That Bible is just a book the white man wrote and got black folks enslaved. You know, I, listen, I hear it all. You walk, I got, I listen, I got, I, I, I keep on my shield of faith because I, I get the fiery darts. Amen. All right. Amen. Now, when the evening was come, verse forty-two of Mark fifteen, watch. Because it was the preparation, that is, the day before the Sabbath, okay? This Friday, Joseph of Arimathea, an honorable counselor, which also waited for the kingdom of God. I got to stop there. Are you waiting for the kingdom of God? Remember what I said when you talk about Wednesday? Those, those that are alive and remain. Okay, we'll be what? Caught up. Caught up. Okay, the dead shall rise first, and those that are alive and remain shall be caught up. Alive and remain mean those that are waiting for the kingdom of God. I'm waiting for the kingdom of God. Okay, I'm waiting for God to call me home. I, I'm not worried about it. I'm not in fear. You know, folks will sit there and they man, you, you, you ain't worried about dying. No, I ain't worried about dying. Okay? Okay, what's there to worry about? 
I can't worry about dying and praise God. I can't worry about dying and preach the gospel. I can't. I can't worry. Amen. Can't worry. Okay. And and besides all that, God's been good to me. Okay. And He wouldn't want me down here worrying. Would y'all like a worrying preacher? It, it is. Is there anything worse than a worrying preacher? How, think about that. Now think about how foolish that sounds. The preacher worried about dying. I can't. I ain't coming out. I'm. I'm scared of dying. Listen, Cindy and I watched a movie. We watched the movie Left Behind. Y'all may. Some of y'all may have seen it. We watching the movie Left Behind, and 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 the girl come home, and her mom is in the shower, was in the shower, and she see her little bracelet. And if I was, if I was to get raptured up, this little, this watch would be on the ground. This bracelet would be on the ground. My chains would be on. I'm gone. This little suit would be on the ground. I'm gone. Okay. She come home, she's seen her mom's clothes, she's seen her dad's clothes. And then she wondered what was going on. Then she runs to the church, she runs to the church, and, and the preacher there. <laughs> she runs into the church, and you know, and, and, the, and you know, in the church they had some clothes on the floor, and people had got raptured up, and he walking around. <laughs> she like, what you still doing here? That was the movie. We just, we, we just laughed and laughed and laughed. But I don't, I don't want to be left behind. Amen. No, 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 no. Okay, so, 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 so Pilate, Pilate, Joseph of Arimathea goes to Pilate. Now, he's waiting on the kingdom. I mean, he's a man of God. He's a man of faith. And he went, the Bible says in, in 1542, boldly unto Pilate. He went boldly unto Pilate and craved the body of Jesus. Luke, Luke says he begged the body of Jesus. He wanted Jesus to have a, a service, a, 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 a service worthy of a king. Okay? So he begged the body of Pilate, of, of Jesus. Now, Pilate, watch this. Marveled, verse 44 of 15, Mark 15. And Pilate marveled if he were already dead. And call, watch this now, don't, don't miss this stuff. And calling unto him the centurion, so he calls to him his, the most trusted person, someone that was an eyewitness of everything that happened, and he calls to himself, the Bible says, the centurion. And he asked him whether he had been any while dead. And, and now, now, this is a trusted pilot had in the centurion who said, truly, this was the son of God. And when he knew of it, of the centurions, he gave the body to Joseph. Now watch what Joseph did. Because this is what we ought to do with Jesus. For us in here that love Jesus and love the Lord, this is how we ought to treat Jesus. Watch what, watch what Joseph does in verse 46. And he brought fine linen. Okay, Not just linen. Okay. See, most of us in here, we're just going to get buried in linen. He brought fine linen and took him down. You see the gentleness. You see the, you can hear the gentleness. You can hear the love. You can hear, you can hear the faithfulness of Joseph of Arimathea through the scriptures. And he brought fine linen and took him down and wrapped him in the linen. And watch this. And laid him in a sepulcher which was hewn out of rock and rolled a stone unto the door of the sepulcher. That's, that's fascinating to me because it proves that he truly died and he truly was 
buried. Okay? He truly was buried. Still not enough. Here's our Sunday school lesson. Sunday school folks that was at Sunday school, just, 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 it's good to hear it twice. Y'all know how we do. Okay? So, so Paul now is talking to the Corinthian believers about the resurrection. Because see, if there's no resurrection, there's no Bible. Okay? There's no resurrection, there's no Bible. You can have a death and you can have a burial, and if it stops there, you're in a world of trouble. Okay? We're in a world of trouble because he has to rise. He has to rise. He has to rise. And, and, and if you tell me, if you tell me you're a child of God, you're a believer, and you don't believe that he rose, then, then your believing is in vain. That's not me talking. That's what the scripture said. And I'm going to read it to you real quick here. Moreover, brother, 1 Corinthians 15, 1, I declare unto you the gospel which I preach unto you, which you also received and wherein you stand, with, by which you are saved. If you keep in memory what I preach unto you, unless you have believed in vain. Have you believed in vain? I hope not. I hope not. I hope, I hope that you have not even believed if you believed in vain. I hope you still open to believe. One day I'm going to believe this Bible. Okay? And I hope every time you come here or every time somebody turn on Facebook and see it or somebody go on Sermon Audio and listen to it, they'll hear the gospel being preached. Amen. Let's prove it. Let's prove it. I'm going to give you, give you this. In Romans 8, watch this. To see the, to the greatest proof, Columbus, the greatest proof, Margaret, the greatest proof that God lives, the greatest proof of the resurrection is the fact that he lives within us. I'm so glad y'all saying that song this day. I'm, the greatest proof of the resurrection is because he lives in us. Okay? Romans 8 and 10 says, and if Christ be in you, I like that. If Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him, watch this, that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit dwell in you. Let me tell you what that means real quick. If God lives in you, okay, if God lives in you, it will, it will be proven by how you live in this world. Amen. Now it is written, for his sake, for it is not written for his sake that it was imputed to him, but for us also to whom it shall be imputed. Watch this. If we believe on him that raised up Jesus from the dead, it ought to change the way we live and treat one another. Listen. My last verse. My last verse. We're so familiar with this verse. Once I started, most of y'all know it. Most of y'all can finish it off, okay? But it's not that verse I want to look at today. It's not verse number 12. It's verse number 13 that, makes, that, that resonates today. So if I sit here and say, Acts 4, 12. Now, most of you already know where I'm going with that. He says, it says, neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. 
Okay? But watch verse 13. Sylvia, watch verse 13. It says, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, they saw the boldness of Peter and John. Let me tell you something. I, I, I get so tired of spaghetti back Christians. We, 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 we bought the lie that, that, that Jesus and his followers are like Tiny Tim tiptoed through the tulip. You know, we, we just so soft. We just so, we just almost gay. We just so weak and passive and scary. Nothing can be further from the truth. Amen. Nothing can be further from the truth. I tell people all the time, the baddest, the baddest 12 folks that I ever met was the 12 apostles. They was bad. They was bad. They was tough. They was, they was tough. They believed in what they believed, and they died believing what they believed. Paul was a bad man. Paul was a bad man. I was, I was teaching. I was teaching down the rescue mission on Friday, the Good Friday service, and I was talking to them brothers in there, and I said, you know what? I'm going to tell you something. There's some gangsters, Christians. Okay, don't think all the time you're going to, you know, yeah, Christians can be gangsters. We need some. We walk around here, we scare our own shadow. I'm not. Watch this. Y'all stay with me. I don't want y'all to go away thinking Christians is soft. Now, when they saw the boldness, I asked people, do you see your boldness? Did somebody, do people see your boldness? Then when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and they perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men. How about that? Unlearned and ignorant men. See? See? See, a lot of people think you got you to have all them letters. You know, pastors don't even want to call themselves pastors no more. They don't wanna, no, nobody want to call. Nobody, I'm not a preacher. I'm a doctor. I'm doctor this and doctor that and doctor this. And you know, I got a THD and a PhD and a CHD. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Here's what you need. You need a BA. And that BA for a Bachelor of Administration is for born again. That's what you need. You need to be born again. Because you can have all the letters. And you can have all the letters. And you listen. And not know nothing. Okay. Paul, they saw Peter and John. See, see, a lot of, a lot of folks in here, and, I, and I don't want, I'm not going to call you out. I'm not going to call no names out. A lot of folks in here think they can't be a preacher. They can't be a teacher unless they, unless they got all, I got I to study and I got to learn. No, you got to be, you got to be unlearned and ignorant. <laughs> no, I, know why that's important? When you unlearn and ignorant, you're going to depend on the Lord to do it. But when you, got, when you think you got all the grits, and you think you got all the education and all the knowledge, you don't need God. But when you unlearn and ignorant like me, stumble over words. Y'all know I struggle with some words. I know y'all, I know y'all don't want to say it. Y'all know how y'all be like, this brother here, he be messing up some words. I, I can hear y'all. I can hear y'all when I be reading sometimes. Don't be laughing, Toy. I hear you. <laughs> but, but, but listen, listen, listen. Here's what's important. I'm going to close. And when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, they were fishermen. They out on Lake Erie catching walleye. Throwing a sheep head back. They unlearned men. They unlearned men. And ignorant, watch this. And they marveled. 
And they took knowledge of them, watch this, that they had been with Jesus. Amen. That they had been with Jesus. That the resurrected Lord was living inside of them and beholding the man which was healed standing with them. They could say nothing. How about that? How about that? Listen. 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 Jesus died for our sins and rose from the grave. Jesus was humiliated. He was mocked. But my favorite verse in in Hebrew says, but for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. Okay? He endured the cross, not for him, but for us. Precious Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for the word of God. Thank you for the, the death, burial, and resurrection. Thank you for the gospel message of Jesus Christ and him crucified. Father God, thank you for for allowing your son to walk this earth, Father God, and take the humiliation, take the spit, take the mocking, take the the lying and all they did against him. But he did it for us. And we just want to say thank you, Father. Thank you for the church. Thank you for the people of God that have come out today, Father God. I pray, I pray in my heart and soul that someone today would hear the message of Jesus Christ and repent of their sins and say, you know what? I'm going to stop serving the devil. I'm going to serve the Lord in everything I do. That's the goal of preaching, Father God. Father God, thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you.